This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. This is your host, Sandy Scarlatta, and I am so happy you're here. First of all, I want to thank each and every one of my listeners for all the five-star reviews, and I'm so proud to announce that because of you, Happiness Solved Podcast is now in the top 0.5% globally and growing. We just had our biggest month ever with over 85,000 downloads. So I have a question for you to ponder. Are you reaching your full potential or is something holding you back? I am grateful to announce the launch of the Peak Performance Mindset Academy, where you will discover strategies designed to transform your mindset and shatter your performance ceilings. Envision feeling unstoppable and confident in any professional or personal situation. Don't wait to start living your best life. Text PEAK to 26786 and begin to embrace the power within you. So when you text PEAK to 26786, you will receive access to my new book, Peak Performance Secrets. And as a special gift to you, the first 100 people who download Peak Performance Secrets will receive a three-month trial membership into the Peak Performance Mindset Mastermind at the reduced rate of only $19.95 per month. So don't wait. Text PEAK to 26786. Thank you for listening today. And remember, happiness is a choice and the choice is yours. Enjoy the show. Teresa, so excited to have you here today. Just, I've been waiting for this interview for so long and you've been so flexible with scheduling and all of this stuff. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous today and I'm so excited to be here talking to you. Like I was just saying, I actually get kind of more excited when there's that extra time for anticipation. It's almost like yeah. when you plan a vacation and you have a few months to look forward to it. We, we plan, we replan. I've been anticipating. It's oh. here. We're doing it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And talk about short-term memory. You had just told me exactly how to say your last name. And by the time I hit record, I forgot. So can you just say your full name? <laughs> Teresa Lear Levine. Levine. Because I was stuck in my hair, in my head, Levine. And I'm like, I'm no going to mess this up. So I'm just not going to say it. So Teresa Lear Levine. I want to make sure yeah. that the audience knows that so that they know who we're talking to. And just a little bit about Teresa for the audience. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at Teresa's bio right now. Um, so your battles with past traumas, high-functioning anxiety, and ADHD trapped you in a recurring Groundhog Day of dis-ease, distraction, and dissatisfaction. I love that. Because I think that so many of us today are probably a high-functioning, you know, anxiety-ridden ADHD. I know myself is included in that. You know, I go, I go through it. You know, I just happen to have the tools in my back pocket, so I know how to deal with it when it right. when it pops up. But it doesn't um, mean so that it doesn't pop up. <laughs> it's gonna pop up, and and my son, who's now twenty three, you know, was diagnosed with severe generalized anxiety disorder when he was 15, 16 years old, and so that's a whole nother topic of discussion on how to raise a child that that's having yeah. that because there's certain things, and and to this day. You know, all I have to do is just say breathe and, and he starts breathing and he's like, and you see his face relax and it's just like, ah, oh. all right. So without further ado, I want to hear your story of how you got to this point. And then we're going to talk about your book launch and, and all sorts of other things. Oh, wow. So 
from where I am today doing what I do, a lot of that came from a pivot that I made about seven years ago. I mean, I've been working on myself. I'm a personal development junkie, Sandy. Like I <laughs> have loved and so Two junkies in the house. Yes. Two junkies in the house. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. But here's the thing. I would learn all of these things, understand all of these things logically and rationally. And yet I still felt like I was stuck. And I was not able to take the aligned action with the things that my brain understood. And I didn't understand that my brain was just trying to keep me safe and that all of these right. things that I so desperately wanted and was remaining separate from either because I wasn't aligned with the vibration of them or because I didn't know how to make them familiar and safe were just, my brain was just doing its job. But it was around seven years ago. I'm a mom of four. I have four boys. Oh and... my gosh. <laughs> okay, that right there puts you at a whole nother level of sainthood. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But I mean, my, my children are constantly giving me opportunities to grow, you know, yeah. every single day since, you know, I was pregnant with the first one. There's been just endless opportunities to grow. And yes. about seven years ago was when my fourth was coming into the world. And I was already like just kind of losing it, honestly. <laughs> I'm just going to be like frank about it, trying to run businesses from home, trying to raise these kids, wanting to like check all the things off the to-do list every day, that type A high-functioning anxiety. And from the outside, everything looked great, you know? And my businesses were doing okay. My kids were doing okay. I was doing okay. Marriage doing okay. But nothing really was feeling fulfilling and great to me. I was feeling... Yeah the chaos, cortisol spikes and confusion when what I really wanted was the calm, clarity and confidence to be able to kind of move through my day with the ease and the joy and the happiness that I felt like I should feel, but that wasn't really like hitting with me. Because you were shitting all over yourself, weren't you? You got it, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like to call it sometimes headbutting. Like I would get these yeah. great ideas or I'd start, you know, kind of going with the flow or like with what felt like my highest excitement, which is always the right way to go, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden it would be like, oh, but what about the kids? But what about this? But what about your marriage? But what about how are you going to find time? But what about that last thing that you tried that didn't work out? But, but you know, just kind of in, in my head, all these buts were coming up and I would, you know, find myself kind of reverting to the lack mindset instead of mm -hmm. the, you know, endless possibilities and abundance that were available for me. So that was when I really started getting into even more personal growth and development and understanding things like nervous system regulation, which for me, and I feel like it's such a buzzword these days. I don't know if it's because I work in nervous system regulation that I hear more about it these days, or, you know, kind of like, you know, you look for the red car and then you see the red car everywhere kind of thing, or if more right. people are just, you know, getting in tune with it. But um, I didn't understand how regulating my nervous system would help everything else come together too. And once I did, all that stuff that felt inactionable or too difficult, too hard, impossible even beforehand became doable. And from there, I started like unraveling a lot more of the subconscious mind and, you know, going deeper in with things like hypnotherapy and emotional freedom techniques. And those became the things that really pulled me out of my funk, whether that meant that I was able to make greater advances in my business and breakthroughs with my money mindset, or whether that meant I was able to show up as a totally different kind of mom or, you know, a, a better wife, a better friend, all those different things. I just started showing up in my own life in this whole new way. Mm -hmm. You just unpack so many things and I'm trying to 
figure out which direction I want to go in because there were so many golden nuggets in there. So let's talk first about nervous system regulation. Now, just, just to put your mind at ease, I haven't heard that that often. Okay. So it probably is th that you're living in that space. It's my red I, car. It's your red car. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I have heard people touch on it. Talk a little bit more about that. I have an idea of what you're talking about but I'm not going to put my own misconceptions of it because I'm not really sure exactly what you're talking about. So can you talk the audience through what nervous regulation is and maybe a couple of ways in order to accomplish it? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I found that I got the greatest nervous system regulation and relief through emotional freedom techniques. And if I can explain kind of that in relation to this, I yeah. think it's going to make it make a lot more sense. Okay. So, when you're feeling that high functioning anxiety or you're feeling anxiety in general, you're usually in a state of dysregulation. Okay. And that's like learning to understand when you're feeling dysregulated versus when you feel regulated really helps you to understand the transitions that you make in the nervous system and the resiliency um, that comes when you learn to create that regulation, which is what you wanna be able to do to move kind of flexibly between those states. We're always going to have things in our life that cause us to become dysregulated. And we always have the opportunity to return to a regulated state where we feel safe and secure to go about our business. And when I started doing emotional freedom techniques, it was like, I finally understood when I was feeling one way versus another, instead of kind of living in that like kind of like frenetic chaotic kind of feeling inside of my body, which just had become a normal state for me. But the problem is like, and that's the whole like fight, flight, freeze, flee, fawn, all those things that happen in our amygdala and that little, you know, um, almond shaped, walnut shaped, whatever nut it is, part of our brain um, that, you know, gets triggered when something makes us feel unsafe. And, you know, back in our cave woman days or whatever, if we were being chased by a saber toothed tiger or something, great, that made total sense. And it allowed us to shut down all of those things that weren't vital to our survival at that time and simply focus on survival. The problem is that these days, the little things that make us anxious. You know, I'm getting ready to launch a new book and I find myself feeling anxiety when I wake up a little too early going, hmm, how is this going to go? And it's the same reaction that my body has from that anxiety over something that's totally not threatening. You know, there's nothing threatening about this. It's more exciting than anything else. But I know that my cortisol is going up at those times. My stress levels are going up and different systems in my body are functioning less than they normally would or should um, if I were not in that state. So we have all of these little triggers, these actually non-threatening things that are raising our stress hormones. When our stress hormones are up, all those feel-good things like oxytocin and stuff can be only down. It's like a seesaw. If one ends up, the other ends down and vice versa. So anything that we can do to lower those stress hormones allows us to have the possibility at least to elevate the good feelings. So with emotional freedom techniques, which people may have heard of as tapping, um, have you heard mm. of it before? Yeah, I have heard of top, tapping. Okay, yes. so we get to actually um, tap on these meridian endpoints. We use mm -hmm. ancient Chinese wisdom and the same kind of endpoints that you would use if you went to see an acupuncturist or went for a nice deep tissue massage or something like that. We're using those points and we're talking about whatever the challenges that we're dealing with. And we're sending and doing that a signal directly to our amygdala 
bypassing like the frontal lobes and the things that are normally accessed through basic, you know, um, talk therapy and things like that, and getting the additional relief of that fight or flight instinct being calmed. And mm. through that, like in the course of sometimes just like five minutes, you can reduce your stress hormones by up to 43%. Wow. That's significant. It's insane. So, yeah. and from that place, I always say to me, it feels like if I was like at a concert and I was in the front row and I might love being in the front row and it's great to be at the concert, but it feels a little unsafe. There's people there maybe somebody's crowd surfing above your head, like who knows? And then once I do a round of EFT tapping, it's almost like I kind of raised up into like the presidential suite and all of a sudden it's like I have perspective over everything. I have this whole new um, vantage point and everything just feels kind of like logical, rational and peaceful. Mm, regulated. I love it. It's regulated. I love that. Wow. And you you talked a little bit in the beginning about this, and then you mentioned it here just a few minutes ago as well, where so often that, you know, ego mind or whatever kind of gets in your way. How is How does that regulation really, and you may have answered it, and I just didn't hear it in a, in a way, so you just repeat yourself if, if needed. Um, how, how does that play into that regulation when, when that, when that ego is, is trying to take over and, and tell you what you're doing or what you're not doing and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, if you were doing tapping, the whole heart of the process is about love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Oh, so okay. All of that is going to calm down a lot of that ego right away and really bring you into elevated consciousness and awareness about whatever it is that you're working on. So like when we do a round of tapping, we focus on one thing. And what I love about it is that we get to focus on negative things. And we live in this world where like everybody just wants us to like feel better. Sometimes there's almost this like toxic positivity about how we just need to like convert whatever <laughs> crappy thing we're dealing with into something like bright and shiny. And it doesn't feel good, you know? We, we're resistant to that because we actually need, those emotions are here to lead us somewhere, tell us something, right. give us That's something. Right. So when we actually get to acknowledge those emotions and create genuine love, acceptance and forgiveness around them, then guess what? We actually feel better, you know, genuinely and authentically. And that's why tapping and also hypnotherapy are effective on anything that you can feel, whether it's physical or emotional, whether it's something that happened a really long time ago. I work on a lot of past trauma with people or something that you're future pacing about. That would be the anxiety. Um, but in either instance, you're allowing the power from the present moment, the only place that we actually have any power anyway, and can do right. anything with those things to like leak back to the past or to leak forward to the future. So techniques like this allow us to pull that power back into the present moment where we can use it and really amplify our authentic self. Mm, I love it because that's, that's really, you know, anxiety and, and this, and I'm going to say this, and this isn't to minimize anyone's anxiety because it feels very real in the moment. And, and as I mentioned, you know, my son has severe general, generalized anxiety disorder. However, when you break that down at its core, anxiety is really just an illusion. Yeah. Nothing and real so can stress, be threatened, right? It's stress and it's an illusion. Um, so this is a good opportunity to move right into your book. Um, I love the title becoming more me tapping into success. I love that tapping into success. 
um, subconscious secrets of an ADHD entrepreneurial mom. Like, whoa, is that catchy or what? I hope so. <laughs> it's me. I, I couldn't be more authentically myself with any other title, I don't think. Right. So, so tell me about the book and what, what will people get out of it that can help them navigate through, through all of this? Absolutely. So this book is a culmination of my own stories, lots of different vulnerable sharings from my own life, as well as other anecdotes, but it's not my story per se. It is kind of applied to these different things that help us to, to transform in our life. So there's a lot of actionable things in this book. There's, um, there's EFT tapping rounds that are done on subjects that I think all of us have difficulty with, like uh, getting grounded and slowing down, <laughs> like procrastination, things like that, that I think, I don't know anybody that's a stranger to these things. And there's also a whole bonus website connected to the book. So there's like hypnotherapy audios and videos and other things. So there's a lot of things that people who want to actually get their hands on and try these things will be able to. And then I really do trust and believe that the people that are reading this book are going to be able to really connect the dots between the stories that I'm telling and their own lives and understand how these things really translate into their own life, even if they're not, uh, you know, in the same kind of position or whatever that I am, you know, you don't have to be somebody who's writing a book or coaching other people or whatever to be dealing with a lot of these things. And you don't even have to be AD, you don't have to have ADHD either because in this day and age, we're all distracted, you know? So, I mean, I think a lot of the things I discuss about the distraction and the focus issues are, are pretty universal also. So I'm just really hoping to connect with those people who share those things and help to give them support and, you know, a little bit of light in their corner to shine in there and also to help them to shine the light in the dark corners of their life and really be able to transform those shadows and benefit from the darker side of things too. Mm, I love it because there's so, so many people and, and, and I love how you brought that up that, you know, even if you're not launching a book and, and coaching clients, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just fill in the blank. We all have these, these struggles on a daily basis. So the last thing I want to talk about, because we really, we've talked about the anxiety. Let's talk a little bit about ADHD. Sure. What are some tools that you have used in your own life to help you stay on track? I know it's been a, a journey for me. I've never been actually diagnosed with it, but I know myself and I know, you know, uh, you know, like, woo, like squirrel, you know, like all over the place. And I've, I've learned to manage that and so I have my own thing that works for me, but can you, can you offer some suggestions of what people can do when they find themselves in that like squirrely, you know, not being able to complete a project, you know, finish what you start kind of thing. Yeah. And I offer a lot about this in the book too, because for me, oh, learning how to time manage from the perspective of what works for my own brain was super important because here's the thing, like so many of the different planners and systems and apps and things that are out there have been designed with a male's 24 hour cycle 
in mind okay. and from a male perspective. Even things, unfortunately, that have been designed by women like like myself a decade ago, who only learned the things that were taught from the male perspective, um, and they're not helpful. Like we have all of these different cycles in our lives as women, especially, and those cycles need to be honored. So for me, learning to you know cycles of the season, my own you know menstrual cycle, um, the moon cycles, like there's all these different cycles that overlap, and all of those things influence and affect my productivity and my focus in mm -hmm. addition to my own brain. So taking into consideration cycles, taking into consideration um, my own like time management and planning resources, of which I also share in the book, how I plan my week um, from my ADHD brain and lay things out. Because for me, it's so important to actually write we have a digital world yes. pretty much right now and digital calendars, but I also use, like I have my remarkable pad right here. And um, I like that I get to use a pen and actually write on it. And I that's what helps me get the concept of time because ADHD can be really weird as far as our concept of time and time management and losing time. So when I actually look at a day and I understand that I have an appointment at a certain time, okay, it's gonna take me a half an hour to drive there. It's gonna take me a half an hour to drive back. I actually look at it and it processes an makes sense versus right. if I just look at my calendar digitally, none of that actually computes for me. And that might be different for other people, but for me, that's been really helpful to actually look at my day and spend time writing down what's going on and also setting intentions for the day and realizing that, you know, the to-do list is not something I ever want to be a captive to anymore. But, you know, it is really helpful to do a good brain dump, get the important things out of our head, and then know that they're safely stored somewhere and be able to pull out the things that are most important on any given day and put my focus there. You know, any one of us, we only have so much bandwidth on any given day to yeah. give to things. You know, yeah. and we don't want to spend our whole life trying to finish a to do list. You know, we want to be enjoying things. And so getting intentional and I, I use EFT also. I have some great rounds in the book on getting over that procrastination. We have resistance to doing yes. the things that we need to do on a daily basis. And when we can locate what that's all about, where that comes from and release it and also just accept that that's part of who we are, we're able to move forward so much easier. Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And yeah, that when you're writing things down, it it uses more of your senses and you you remember things more, which is why it's kind of a shame that now students are using tablets and computers more than handwriting. Yeah. Um, because you, you know, if you're taking a course and you're you're you know a class and you're writing things down, you're gonna retain that information so much better than if you're than if you're typing. Absolutely. It. You know, I also love recording yeah. things on audio if I'm taking a class or something so that I can listen back to them. That helps. Yeah. And, you know, I, I knew I was writing my book for the right audience when immediately after I kind of announced that I was writing it, people started asking me, is there going to be an audible version? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no way would there not be an audible version. And so many people were like, because I love to read and listen at the same time and yeah. get that greater retention from doing that. And I was like, oh, my people. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I any book that I really love, um, I will have it. Like I, I do first the, um, it's kind of like, I forget the name of it. So I apologize to everyone. Oh, it's uh, Blink, Blinkist, Blinkist. Yep. So I have Blinkist because then I can get almost like the cliff notes of the book. And if I really like it there, then I'll buy the book. And then if I really, you know, then I may get the audio version too, because I, for me, the way I learn, it's, I, I learn in multiple different ways. And so sure. it's really just about figuring out how you learn and how you retain information because everybody's a little different. 
I love that. that. Yeah. All right. So where can people find your book when this is going to be released? I think it, your book will be launched the following day. Is that correct? Yes, it's going to be launched on 11-11, November 11th, which anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm a huge repeating numbers fan. So when we figured yes. out that was going to be the launch date, I was like perfectly aligned and right on time. There uh, you go. My, my book, much like our interview, got delayed several months, many different times. So when it finally landed on that day, I was like, yes. So See, it's meant to be. It'll be on Amazon. I'll make sure you have the, the link for it. And um, of course, people can also find me or any of that information right on my website, which is simply my name, TeresaLearLevine.com. Perfect. And we'll have all of that in the show notes as well. Teresa, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much again for your flexibility. And I just wish you huge success. And at some point, We'll have to get together since we're practically neighbors. Absolutely, so. Sandy. And I wish you the same. Thank you so much for having me and sharing me with your audience. Oh, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening today. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care.